0: It's a battle of psychology as well as monsters. Y'all move! It's
1: time, it's time. to pup up, pup pu- podcast Hello, everyone, welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly, yes, weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And uh, we're doing a, a bit of a later episode this week. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Jimmy literally got lost in the woods over the weekend. Well, that's a bit of a literally stretch. got lost in the woods. Just, well, just, just, just come on. Okay. No, you uh you went camping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that right? Cool. Good. And I've
0: also been moving and all kinds yep. of other stuff that I've been having to
1: deal with, but I'm back. You're back, and uh yeah, so here we are. We're doing a a Wednesday episode. Well, hopefully a Wednesday episode. I had this whole plan to record straight into Audacity, so I could just you know put in the sound effects and be done with it. Put it up. We'd have it up today, but. Of course, I get everything set up. I turn on my computer, and it goes, now installing updates. This can take some time. It's a goddamn Windows update. Uh, we're looking at it right now. It's at 44%, and it's been two hours. So, yeah. So, not It was not just at 30% like a minute ago. That's so. true. But it was at 4% for an hour. So, yeah. honestly, who knows? What a mess. Uh, I know. What what a mess. But uh, Come on, Microsoft, get your shit together. Yeah, pr- presumably we'll have this episode up today, if not, maybe first thing tomorrow morning. But um, yeah, uh, some, some fun stuff this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 15, Winning Through Intimidation, uh, which really I think is just a, a summary of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> yeah. Um, winning Through Intimidation, Cheating, and Magic. Yep, pretty much. Winning Through Everything but Playing the Card Game. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, I do. I, so I, I had a question for you. What's Typically, up? we start our episodes with the news, and we've noticed uh, there are a few weeks where we're just like, no, there's not really news. We're just going to talk about like, you know, stuff that happened this week. Uh, how do you feel about changing the name of that segment away from news? Away from news to, from news to just like something else? Sure. Okay. Because I I have I have some ideas. And the world I, of Yu
0: Gi Oh is not a. Uh... An up-to-the-minute news update sort of environment.
1: And it's not like it's without updates. Like, obviously, we have news every now and then, but not every week. Uh, Sometimes stuff happens. Sometimes sometimes it doesn't. And when stuff happens, we'll be your resource here to talk about it. Uh, But, okay, so I would like to try a segment name, and uh, you let me know kind of how you feel about it.
0: You're building up to this new segment name a lot, and you're looking right at me with that <laughs> look on your face, so I'm worried about where you're no, going I'm, with this. Okay,
1: because I'm really expecting you to hate, like, three things that I come up with, and maybe the fourth will land. And, of course, I say that, and I can only think of two. All right, lay it <laughs> on me. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so the first one that I thought of was, it's time to to talk about things. Um, but that's a that's a straight ripoff from another podcast. So, uh, what about also
0: like that's the intro to our podcast anyway. It is. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of repeating ourselves. It's time
1: ourselves. for whoa, whoa 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 what's good, Jimmy? <laughs> that was the only one that I had. Oh, uh, it's time for. I
0: thought you were going to drop some terrible fun like news, geo. Oh God.
1: <laughs> Uh, your views on um, the news of oh, the views? Nope, nope. Uh, I mean, maybe we don't need a maybe we don't need an intro. Sometimes stuff happens. I don't know. Sometimes stuff happens. Uh, we can work on it. Well, okay. Well, let me let me. We'll we'll skip over an intro for now for this. Is segment. there news this week? Uh, not that I found, but I do have some stuff that I want to talk about. So sure. That's 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 really what I want the beginning of the show to be. It's just us talking about good stuff that we enjoy in a relatively timely manner. Um, I have some things. I know I've been talking a lot already in this intro, but unless you have things, I have things.
0: No, I have had no. Brain power these last like couple
1: weeks to spare on Yu Gi Oh! stuff. Yeah, lost in the woods. It's okay. Uh, so I have been watching, uh, in addition to obviously our, you know, our weekly get togethers to to watch Yu Gi Oh! I've been watching a couple other animes recently that I just wanted to talk about because I. I don't like, I don't watch a whole lot of anime anymore. It used to be something that I watched more of, and I kind of fell out of it for a while. Now it's just Yu Gi Oh! Now it's basically just Yu Gi Oh! is what, what I realized. What have you become? And I was like, oh God, I need to watch other anime to be reminded of what's good. And I don't know if these count as good, but I wanted to talk about them on the show because they resonate with me in a really interesting way. Uh, there's two different shows, they're both on Netflix. One is a Netflix original uh that I think is genuinely good. It's called Ald Noah Zero, uh, which is a weird name. I mean, animes usually have pretty weird names just in general, Coming yeah through
0: on translation, I think, a little bit. Which is, is lost.
1: Yeah, I mean it happens. Um but so it's a it was something to scratch kind of my, my giant mech itch. Like I really wanted to watch a Gundam show, but I really didn't want to sign up for Crunchyroll uh since i was staring at a like giant mech show here on netflix that i'm already paying for uh it's interesting it's sort of a earth versus mars you know warring conflict there's like a a murder plot intrigue uh sort of political intrigue uh b plot but a lot of it is really just, oh, here are these super high-tech Martian technology, like far superior giant robots coming down to Earth trying to wreck shit. And it's this like ragtag group of teens who are all like trainees using our shitty Earth robots to defeat the Martian robots. Uh, and that part's really well done, actually. Uh, it's, it's really nice to see a uh, an anime with like, a very fluid animation style mm-hmm. like all the action feels very like agile I guess is the, uh-huh. the best way that I can describe it and it's not messy but it's also not too rigid is it all still hand-drawn
0: animation or is it like 3d because I know some mix. animes are like leaning towards instead of just drawing everything they have this 3d that kind of
1: tries to be. Hand-drawn style, but doesn't really get there. Yeah, so I I hesitated to watch All Noah Zero for a little bit because it's a mix of both of those things. Mm. And I was worried about that at first. So the, the robots are, I mean, from at least what I can tell, the robots are mostly CGI. Uh, maybe a little bit of hand-drawn stuff on top of them, but especially the Martian robots are, are CGI. And I was really worried that I wasn't going to like it, but they make it work in that... They don't try to blend the two, uh, like in every shot. You know, like it, it's often when you see like two D animation and three D animation together in the same shot that's when it feels weird. In this, it's one or the other. It's either here are these teens talking strategy like from the cockpit, or here's these CGI robots fighting each other. Interesting,
0: yeah. Because I feel like the real disconnect is when there's like hand drawn people and then there's very clearly. Just uh, a very really, like poorly computer animated giant monster, or robot or whatever that they're yeah. trying to walk around.
1: And I think they really nailed it here. And I don't know, maybe it's like just the way that each kind of half is animated uh, that is similar enough, like the you know the frame rate and stuff is the same. Um, but no, they they do it really well. So that's been really fun to watch. The <clears> other <throat> anime that I've been watching a little bit of, less so in the last week, uh, but I've been watching. Uh, Beyblade burst? <laughs> Tyler! <laughs> so, okay, so I, I have to I have to preface this a little bit. So I work uh in downtown Portland. It's a very hipster office. Uh and I work with uh, a lot of people who are like my Beyblade age. enthusiasts. <laughs> well well, so here's the thing. So it's a lot of people who are like our age or a little bit younger, and uh I was talking with them one day about just like you know, stuff that we were into when we were kids. And I brought up, like, the show, and I brought up uh, Beyblade, and I brought up Magic, and I brought up Pokemon. And somebody goes, oh, shit, Beyblade. I haven't thought about Beyblade in years. Do they still sell Beyblade? And, like, 15 minutes later, we're on Amazon, and, yeah, they still sell a bunch of Beyblade stuff. Huh. Uh, so there's a, there's a current run of Beyblade called Beyblade Burst. Uh, it, it's a toy line, and you can go and buy these Beyblades and buy a Blade, Beyblade Arena. Have they
0: been continually making new Beyblade stuff in the last yeah. 20 years?
1: Yeah. It's weird. Like, not... I mean, obviously not with the, uh, uh, you know, sort of same... Uh, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Uh, pro, pro, prolif, prolificity? Success? Success. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> not, not with the same, you know, degree of, yeah. like, oh, they're coming out with new stuff every month uh, as, like, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pardon me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're coming out with new stuff, and it was really surprising to me. So we we all pitched in, and we bought uh, a Beyblade Burst starter kit, for <laughs> lack of a better word. So we have two Beyblades at work and a Beyblade Arena. It's this, like, big yellow plastic thing. And we played Beyblade for a while. Uh, and it's really loud and annoying, so we don't do it very often. But, uh, yeah, so I, I... Does it work I, pretty well? It does, actually. I You know what? I... I will be honest. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed watching those little tops go around, and I think Beyblade Burst is a really interesting, uh, you know, new addition to that genre of toy. Um, I mean, I think, how much
0: can you milk the concept of fighting tops?
1: Okay, so here's so here's the thing. So, oh boy! So I started watching the anime with that exact question in mind because I've tried watching uh, Beyblade Metal Fusion before, and that show just like didn't it didn't do anything for me. So I'm watching Beyblade Burst, and uh it's it's very interesting. Uh the lead character, I'm gonna forget his name already. I wanna say it's a Vault V-A-L-T. Uh it's like I said, it's been like a week or two since I've watched it, so forgive me. Uh but it's it's this kid who's in like middle school who wants to be a Beyblade champion. And of course and it's similar Who to Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't? in that everyone knows what Beyblade is, but it's different from Yu-Gi-Oh in that to like the grown-ups and like the parents and teachers, it's still just a game. Like
0: It's they're... not this all-encompassing uh like
1: society defining sport. No, no, no. It's like football maybe. So, you know, the the Teachers are like, okay, I'm like really excited for you that you have this thing that you're passionate about. And actually, I think it's the principal of their school kind of helps vault set up a a Beyblade club at their school. But he's also like, also, you need to pay more attention in school. You need to catch up on your homework. You need to be here on time, that sort of thing. So it's a good message for kids, I think, in that regard. But, okay, to your question is how can they keep this relevant and interesting? Uh, I'm Welcome only... to you, activated my top. <laughs> so,
0: so, our weekly Beyblade podcast. So I'm maybe
1: ten episodes in, and uh, every episode. Well, okay, so you sent me a link earlier today, uh, just today, uh, Prozd on on YouTube. Put out a very good video that was every Yu Gi Oh duel. Oh yeah, and it was a uh, was it like a text message conversation or something? Or was it was yeah, like a it was a Tumblr post. Uh, and it was uh, antagonist. Uh, you can't win this duel, protagonist. Maybe I can't win this duel. Cheerleaders, you can win this duel. Protagonist, I have won this duel. Uh, that is the plot of every episode of Beyblade Burst. <laughs> like literally, there there is an a plot of. I think it goes between three episodes of the main character perfecting his like, uh, what do they call it? A like speed start or like an aggro start or, or I, I can't even remember the name of it is how unimportant it is to me. But he it's literally about angling his Beyblade launcher at the right angle. It to seems get a very important launch. to you, Tyler. <laughs> so it's but that's the thing is like that's three episodes of plot right there. And every single episode is I'm gonna go into the stool, into this Beyblade thing. I'm gonna pull the ripcord as hard as I can. Oh no, it looks like that's not enough. I have to train. I'm gonna go back into the stool. I'm gonna pull the ripcord as hard as I can, and it works this time. <laughs> that is that is every episode by like it's it is paint by numbers every episode. Uh, but I will say the thing that makes the show really good is everything you're around not selling it no, no, to me is everything around that. So so it explores this kid's relationship with like school and teachers and like he wants to be so good at this thing. But at the, oh, the interesting like part is that's... everything
0: besides the central concept of the show.
1: I mean, yeah, kind of like. Yeah, kind yeah, of like with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> kind of like with Yu-Gi-Oh, and and you know, you get to know about like his his mom, who's a single mother raising three kids. You get to know more about his friends, who all have their own issues. He meets this one kid who's like part of a traveling uh, like puppet show. Like his family puts on this puppet show that goes from town to town, and they become friends. When uh, Vault like finally convinces him, hey, no, I'm not here to fight. I want you in my Beyblade club because we need two more people to join the Beyblade club so the school will let it be official and we can like get a new arena and all these things. And that guy doesn't talk. He only communicates through two hand puppets that he has on him at all times. This is weird. It's so, it's so There's no weird.
0: way that kid doesn't grow up to be a Batman villain. Well,
1: no, but here's the thing is like the reason that that happens is, and they get into this, like not even just in, like this isn't my subtext that I'm coming up with. This is text in the show. It
0: was me behind the scenes pulling the <laughs> strings, Batman.
1: But they they get into it and it's because. I'm the puppet master. <laughs> it's because he moves so much that he's become really insecure about like who he is and you know kind of being his own person and so that's one of the things that like vault starts trying to help him with and he even like talks with this kid's mom about it and his mom's like yeah i really hope that he makes some friends here because hopefully that'll help the things that he's going through so it becomes this really like kind of pure and beautiful and like amazing story about being in middle school which is a horrible time and they've wrapped it in this like Admittedly, yeah, like lackluster game that is never going to change. Like there are there are so many episodes in it where the uh, the kind of like uh, what's the word like mentor character comes to the protagonist and goes, well, you know, you've just been training too hard. The secret is, and then he explains the secret in like some uh, like poetic way but it's always just pull the cord harder. (laughs) Like it's always just make your top spin faster, bro. Um, And it works every time. And it's not anything that you as the viewer have to worry about. And I kind of love that it is. It's, it's relaxing in a way. Like it's the anime animal crossing where like you can put all this dressing on it, but the the core concept is really never going to change you know you can come back to it every day and it's going to be nice and friendly and like there for you huh i never would have thought you could get so much
0: out of a beyblade I, show i
1: didn't either and i kind of love it and i am ashamed of myself for that in a way but i'm i'm going to keep watching it um once i finish i'll know a zero because you know giant robots giant robots uh anyway that's that's my spiel for today. <laughs> All right. Well, if you
0: like giant robot shows, there's a good show, uh, another anime on Netflix called uh, Gargantia on the Virtuous Planet. I saw the uh, the thing for that, the little thumbnail for it. Is it good? I like it a lot. It's very short. It's like one season and it's over. Um, it's a story of this, uh, like, not really a clone, but he's, like, just this... Not, um, not a clone. This guy... who pilots a giant robot and is in this interstellar war versus aliens. Uh And um, all he's ever known is training for um, this war and fighting aliens and it's all he knows how to do. And he gets sucked into the wormhole and lands on uh, the planet Earth which has been forgotten about by this space empire. No one remembers where it is. And the entire planet is covered with water and he lands in this basically fleet of ships that are all kind of Join together as they travel the world, and he has to like live in this like primitive society and rediscover what it means to be human.
1: Huh, wow, that's while a... he has this giant robot he that giant helps robot.
0: like fish, neat and stuff, and I... like dig for ancient artifacts at the bottom of the ocean.
1: So it's like giant robot, but also like slice of life, kind of. It is
0: very much giant robot slice of life.
1: I I love that. That sounds great. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start that after I finish uh Ald Noah. Maybe after I finish Beyblade, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> cool. That's my recommendation for anime on Netflix. I love it. Well, you know what? I am so glad that we could talk about anime other than Yu-Gi-Oh!, but I, for once but in I, our think, life. I think that we need to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! You ready to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh!. It's, it's time, time to duh, 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 discuss the episode. I almost forgot (laughs) what that segment was (laughs) called. Uh, The part where we talk about the
0: concept of this podcast.
1: uh, Jimmy, I uh, did the summary of last week's episode. This week, season one, episode 15, winning through intimidation. Your turn to do the summary, my friend. All right. Um, Godspeed.
0: (laughs) Well, it's actually, I'm not too worried about it, because not a whole lot happens in this episode. Uh, Yugi is still there fighting... Panic, who's like, ha, ha, Yugi. And he sounds almost like, I mentioned it to you before, but he sounds uh, very similar to, like, a Klingon in, like, Next Generation, where yeah. he's all like, Rah, ha, ha It's everything, everything is shouting. Everything is shouting. And, like, trying to intimidate your opponent before they do anything. Winning through intimidation. Hence the title of the episode. Right. So, um...
1: I've completely blanked on how this episode starts. <laughs> I mean, hey, you said it yourself. Not much happens. Yeah, uh, not a whole it, lot happens. It essentially picks up from where the last episode left off with, like, his new, more powerful monster coming out.
0: Yeah. And so a bunch of unimportant stuff happened. And then Yugi uses uh, Swords of Revealing Light to basically trap all uh, Panic's monsters. Uh, and they can't move for, what was it? Three turns? Four? Three turns. And he's been counting down, kind of using Panic's own tactics against him, trying to just trash talk him the whole time. Oh, sorry. My microphone uh,
1: cord yeah. got pulled by your dog sitting in yeah, my lap. He's literally pulling on the, the cable with his butt. Uh, it's okay, Good boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Go on. So Panic's doing all this trash talking and Yugi isn't having any of it. And um, Mai and the other people watching on are like, oh, no. This is exactly what he does. He like just trash talks his opponents until they get terrified. But um, Yugi uses his swords of revealing light, and it displays all the monsters on the field and traps them. And so he can see that he ha- that Panic has a good couple of monsters that are about to just wipe the floor with him. And it also traps his um, the fortress of uh, whatever it's called darkness darkness
1: uh, yeah the it's, one that was
0: causing all the darkness and being spooky yeah which is important for later and um i'm really not
1: remembering so uh it's been a long week no, no so like you're i mean you're basically on it so he, he does That's like sort two, two, thirds of the That's two, two thirds right of the there. episode right uh, there because it's a lot of back and forth and like ah, oh, i'll play this monster Ah, oh, i'll counter with this monster Ah, oh, i'll play this monster up you forgot about my trap card um, and, uh, there wasn't even a whole lot
0: of that this episode. There was just more, a lot of, um uh, back and forth, trash talking each other, it, trying it to get in trash. each
1: other's heads, a lot of trash talk. I mean, winning through intimidation is really maybe the most apt title cause it's entirely just them trying to talk each other down. And uh,
0: meanwhile, of course, panic still has his flamethrowers pointing at Yugi right? and is like, Pressing the button every so often to make flames shoot at him.
1: And Yugi's not scared and you know. Uh yeah. but so Yugi plays the uh night dragon guardian? Yes. Dragon dragon guardian knight? Guardian It's not important. It's just a monster. Guardian of the fortress. Uh so but it so he plays that and then he plays uh Gaia the Fierce Knight. And Panic's like, oh, it's such a tiny monster. Yeah, you can't possibly hope to
0: get past my defenses. And Yugi's like, aha, I have this magic card on the battlefield that you forgot about. And it's polymerization Yep. Yep. that just combines those two into whatever the hell Guy, this new the monster is. It's a might. new monster. And um, I guess in this show, you can just combine whatever monsters you want and it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a really great mechanic I think in the actual Yu-Gi-Oh game for fusion monsters. You have a like a separate. It's called an extra deck, uh, which is so extra. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, no, but it's uh, I think it's up to five cards if I'm not mistaken, and those are your fusion monsters. And each one is really specific. Like you have to play a polymerization card, and this card, and this card, and then you can bring this card out of your extra deck.
0: Which is interesting because in the show. Yugi's deck basically does whatever the hell he wants.
1: Yeah, it's, it is whatever it needs to be.
0: And um, just like uh, in previous episodes, um, Panic is like, you can't possibly get past my defenses with that thing. And Yugi's like, aha, but I'll bring out... Um, well, What's the name of this freaking turtle so, guy?
1: So right before that, this is important, uh, Panic is like, oh, you can't possibly get my past my defenses... And I'm just going to add more defenses on top of this, and he plays like a magic card that adds an extra shield to everything. Oh yeah, and then and... The,
0: he brings out the uh, metal iron knight or whatever. It's yeah, called. it's
1: another monster in defense mode that's got a really high defense. So he's just like piling on defenses. And
0: Yugi's kind of trash talking him this whole time about how he's actually just a coward because he can tell how his whole strategy was going to play out because he's playing these like cards that are more defensive like the darkness so we can hide in the darkness and now he's got this shield so we can hide behind the shield and that obviously proves that you're a coward (laughs) instead of attacking yeah because you're you're literally just hiding uh but i mean that's a good strategy to stop people from attacking your life points
1: but i mean you know you can only you can only block for so long yeah uh But so, so then, yeah, so he pulls out the dragon turtle catapult, I believe is what it's called, or the turtle catapult.
0: Which is basically exactly what it sounds like. It's a turtle, a big turtle, with one of those.
1: They're coming for you.
0: Wait for the sirens to go by. There they go. It's a turtle with one of those aircraft carrier catapult launchers, like, built on top of it. Kind of like a blastoise, but instead of water cannons, it has one big plane thrower. Thank you. That's exactly
1: what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> and he uh, loads up this turtle cannon. Yep. I, I, we really need to find out the name
1: for that thing. I'll look it up real quick.
0: He 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 brings out the the turtle cannon and he loads into the turtle cannon the previous polymerized uh, flying knight monster guy, which is just a knight on a um, like a pterodactyl kind of thing
1: oh we sorry i just found the name we made this more complicated than it needed to be it's catapult turtle is the name <laughs> of the, the catapult turtle he brings out the
0: catapult turtle and and he loads up the fusion monster he loads up the, f- the polymerized fusion monster Gaia the magic mystic knight i think is what it is and here's when shit goes off the rails <laughs> because he launches it at panic and I'm just—I'm I'm just, I'm
1: just going to say right now that while we were watching the episode, I called exactly what was going to happen, and I was right. And I've never been more ashamed in my life. <laughs> but please continue.
0: He launches it at Panic's Monsters, which have been trapped underneath the um the float the fortress of darkness or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> it
1: doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that have been all trapped by the uh, the Swords of Revealing Light, uh-huh. and it, it impacts the fortress, and nothing happens. And Panic is like, "Ha oh, ha ha, you fool! Did you think that was going to penetrate my defenses? That's a really good Panic. It's me, Panic, the Eliminator! What the hell? Where has this been? <laughs> hey, brother, it's me, Hulk Hogan! <laughs> if Hulk Hogan was a
1: Klingon! <laughs> That's really good! That's scarily accurate. Okay, but anyway, so yeah, so nothing happens. In fact, what happens is Yu-Gi-Oh actually loses yes. a bunch of life points because Gaia the Mystic Knight uh, is destroyed in this process.
0: That's yeah, that's right. The, he combined Gaia the Mystic Knight with the um, the flying
1: thing. I think the, I think the combination is called Mystic oh, okay. Knight because it's Gaia the Fierce Knight. And I just want to point out this isn't my worst thing, but Gaia the Fierce Knight. Is a knight on horseback who's carrying two lances? A, that's unnecessarily heavy. B, that's a bad strategy. When are you going to use two lances for anything? What are you going to do? Joust with two (laughs) people simultaneously?
0: Joust one person, but then if you miss with the first lance, you have a second lance. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how how jousting jousting works. works. (laughs) Apparently. Anyway. Anyway, this freaking thing uh, dies on impact. With the, uh, the floating fortress and part because of the fortress... of course, it did. ...crumbles off. And just like the attack the moon scenario... Yes! Um, it was Yugi's strategy the whole time for this to happen because it doesn't destroy the fortress, but it does destroy the castle's flotation ring, <laughs> which is a thing that we all know about the this castle is that it has a flotation ring you know? around it, holding it up in the air.
1: Every fortress. And as you has might recall,
0: all of panic's monsters are on the battlefield directly underneath this thing. And now the only thing holding up the, the fortress is the swords of
1: revealing light because that makes sense. Cause it froze everything in place for three turns, preventing the yes. monsters from
0: attacking. But
1: also, and I guess you know,
0: that also means preventing like,
1: gravity from happening.
0: In the context of this card game, this uh, friggin' fortress was floating in midair above these monsters. Uh, y- I don't know how you're supposed to show that in yeah. when you play cards out no. on the field, but it doesn't no. matter because this is all made up and nothing matters. And yep. so um, just as Yugi predicted on the next turn... Swords of Revealing Light vanishes, and um, the fortress crashes into all of Panic's monsters and kills him, and, and he loses the duel. He loses the duel. And he has this great line where he's like, No, monsters, run for your lives! But they can't because
1: the Swords of Revealing Light is still keeping them in place for some reason. Uh, Well, I I mean, Yugi says something to that effect, but I, I think it's really just that, like, it's a card game and actually all of these things are happening simultaneously and they're not real monsters. You know that, right? They're not real They're It's a card game. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, Yugi wins the duel and gets all of my star chips back. But before that happens, panic has a panic attack as Joey says (laughs) and just starts hammering away. He literally smashes the control uh, console for the secret, um, flamethrower mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things that he has installed, mm-hmm. and all the flamethrowers start blasting flame at Yugi from all sides, and then more flamethrowers pop out of uh, Panic's uh, little platform and shoot at Yugi directly. Yep. And the Millennium Puzzle starts glowing mystically, and Yugi gets his third eye on his forehead, uh-huh. and the flames swirl around him in this like five-story tall whirlwind of fire and yugi um does the same thing that he did to um um
1: fuck it what's his name in the first episode uh kaiba, kaiba. 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 Yes. kaiba yeah well he does a similar thing i don't know it's weird it, it's
0: left extremely vague what exactly he's doing to panic here but it looks like the same thing that it does to kaiba and like yeah obliterates his mind or whatever and so he like collapses and Yugi reveals that the Millennium Puzzle has the power to protect him from fire. I guess, just like the uh, Kanohi How from Bionicle.
1: God damn it! Why? <laughs> I, and here I was thinking that I was going to come up with the deeper cut, but no, you just you just went and outdone me.
0: No, uh, it projects a field with from attacks that you can see coming.
1: Can I? Okay, can I? Of course, wearing a Bionicle shirt, of course you have a Bionicle reference. Yeah. Uh, I got to bring what I know into this podcast (laughs) somehow. So what it reminded me of, if I may, was... uh, Oh, please go on. The final scene of the Vin Diesel hit film Babylon AD. (laughs) Do you remember this movie? I don't know if I've seen it. It's not good. (laughs) Uh, But it's Vin Diesel is a futuristic bodyguard who protects this lady who turns out represents... The Future of Humanity, and it's not actually her, it's uh her like twins that she's carrying that she's that she's pregnant with. And there's okay. there's a scene where she is shot, uh shot at rather by at least one just straight up missile. And the it turns out the twins have psychic powers and they create a force field around her, <laughs> stopping the missile. And there's nice. like a fiery. It's like a fiery sphere, uh, and it looks exactly like what just happened. So, yeah, that happens. Yugi's twins saved him. Yugi is protected from fire,
0: which uh, is a completely unknown new ability of the Millennium Puzzle. It does it does what he needs, man. And he walks up to um, my Valentine. And he's like, hey, I got your star chips back. And just like uh, in this battle, uh, you can't keep your defenses up the whole time. Because sometimes people just want to be your friends. And Maya's like, no, I couldn't possibly accept these. And then Joey's like, yeah, you got your star chips back, but you don't want them. I'll take them. And Maya gets all mad at him. And he's like, Joey, Wheeler, you take, you're take you taking my star chips? And he's like, aha, you do want your star chips. Here, take them. They're yours. Just next time, be nice. And uh, open yourself up a bit when people are trying to be your friends. Some classic... And
1: that's the moral of the story. Classic Joey Wheeler reverse psychology. And um,
0: the group of friends walks away, and my promise is that next time they have a duel, it'll be an honorable one without cheating and scented cards and all that bullshit. And somehow I doubt that. And then it just... Uh, The animation gets all bright and cheerful, and then freeze frame. Cut to black. Credits roll. Credits roll. And that's winning through intimidation. Nice.
1: Uh, Jimmy, what was
0: your favorite part of this episode? My favorite part actually was the the logic of just attacking the castle's flotation ring. (laughs) Because now that we've established that in this card game, you can just do whatever the fuck you want, um... It's a it's an interesting strategy, and I want to I wonder how they will keep doing that in future episodes.
1: Yeah, it's sort of saying that like anything that well, this and there was that episode with Mako where he attacked the moon. Um, yeah. So I, I think what we're really establishing here is anything in the air can be attacked and will then drop on your opponent's side of the field. <laughs> and that's what we're
0: saying cause all these uh, things that you would think about. It's really it's establishing. Like in universe Yu-Gi-Oh! as a form of D and D. Kinda. Of, we you yeah. kinda have to think about, okay, if this card existed in real life, how would you uh what would happen if you attacked this or did this? And then like the the uh, game simulator hologram things react accordingly.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of like if somebody didn't so much program a holographic version of Yu-Gi-Oh!, but sort of like a uh Everything has physics, like Goat Simulator. You know what it's like? Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like tabletop simulator. Yeah, where everything has physics. Everything's like in you know, three D with gravity and everything. Everything's um, affecting each other, but right. Um,
0: it has like mass, and you can change it like you would like regular objects that are floating in the air.
1: Well, if there's one thing I've learned about Yu Gi Oh, it's that it's consistent. So we'll definitely be watching for that later. <laughs> All right. What was your favorite part of this episode? <laughs> My favorite part of this episode, you know, I I really have to thank Panic. I was rough on Panic at first. I really didn't like Panic at first. But I I have to thank him for answering a question that I have had for a very long time. And by a very long time, I mean approximately 15 episodes. And that is, if this is the most important thing in this universe, this, like, card game is the most important thing, why do you actually bother to win the card game instead of just like shooting people? And that sounds crass, but hear me out. Like, no, if, I see where you're coming from. Like, you know, we know that like somebody has stolen star chips on Duelist kingdom. We know that, uh, you know, there are these, uh, uh, eliminators that are here to, you know, panic people, sorry, uh, to, to, you know, freak people out and then steal their star chips. And like, you know, everyone 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 in this world is into cheating like why is nobody here just like pulling out a sword and being like give me your starship or i will cut you <laughs> right like that that would be a completely valid and accepted strategy here in this world and nobody's going for it until now and i have i've been so curious to see what would happen in this universe if somebody was just like all right straight up physical intimidation here's what's up Uh, And Panic answers that with these flamethrowers. And it's not just flamethrowers either. He fires fireworks at Yugi's head. He shoots things at Yugi. Like, that might be the closest we get to a gun in this series. Yugi is in manacles
0: the whole time. Yeah, He's got those robot arms grabbing his
1: legs. He is trapped in place, and Panic is shooting flames at him, fireworks, flames from a bunch of different directions even, and like legitimately not just trying to scare yugi anymore but at the end of this duel he is trying to kill yugi it's insane but the power of the millennium item protects him from you know attacks that are honorable uh, even so, in Yu-Gi-Oh,
0: you know. the anime no one cares about Yu-Gi-Oh. it's just a medium for these other things to happen in
1: yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah so that's my best how about your worst um, I feel like the
0: voice acting in this episode in particular was kind of bad. Uh, a lot of Panic's kind of all the things he said just kind of had this weird. They were they were phrased weird, and like the voice actor saying them. I think he was getting like weird um, direction in just the ways to to say things that all of Panic's lines. Yeah, and it w- wasn't just Panic. I feel like. Um, It extended to Yugi Mm -hmm. and all all the side characters, too. And there was a lot of hmm, huh, hmm kind of going on in these like cutaway shots.
1: Yeah. You know, I noticed that, too. And I think it's I think it's, yeah, definitely partially directing and partially the script. There's a lot of like there's a lot of exposition of weird concepts here that aren't really referenced anywhere else. Yeah. And they kind of just have to say them as though everybody knows what you're talking about pepper that starbucks is not for you bud he wants it he wants it real bad uh another thing i noticed
0: um i brought it up while we were watching it but there is a couple of scenes where panic is going through like his mind palace and he has this internal monologue going and then he (laughs) he's talking to himself in his mind Uh and then instantly he changes from like talking to himself in his mind to speaking out loud yes. as though everyone else would be able to hear what he had just been thinking.
1: In, yeah. I, I wondered about that. Cause like his tone of voice doesn't change at all. He, he doesn't even in his voice. He sounds like this. He doesn't like pause to indicate that, okay, I'm directing you now in the real world. It, he just expects that everything is out loud, I think. And maybe that says something about his character (laughs) that, like, he doesn't have a concept of an internal monologue. It just happens to him sometimes. Panic just became the most interesting character on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also know that it's canon that Yugi can see other people's flashbacks. (laughs) Because there was that scene a few episodes back where Yugi saw Mokuba's flashback and just, like, started talking about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Is
1: that... Is that intentional or is that I, just I have the no writers idea. screwing up? You know what? I'm going to say it's intentional because the writers aren't here to say otherwise. <laughs> uh yeah, I did think that was really weird about panic. What's your worst? Oh god. Uh I think that my worst is <sighs> Boy, you know what? I I honestly don't know. I there were there were a bunch of things. I mean, like you said, the the Writing was a little off this episode. The voice acting was a little off. I, I mean, if nothing else, I do have a lot of respect for the voice actors of the show because they have to try and make some of this shit sound really convincing. And it's tough. Like, I could not do that. Uh, you know, when you're talking about the attack values of different cards going up by whatever percent and then the darkness uh, casting a shadow over. That's the... true.
0: You have to, like, say all this junk about life points and there's actually one line that i loved and hated at the same time which was when was it yugi or was it panic i think it was panic who uh got hurt and he was like ah my life points
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah or when he's like or when he's like uh you know run my monsters run get away uh i think my worst might be when yugi oh actually no 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 you know what okay i take it back that's not my worst What I was about to say is not my worst. What I am going to say is my worst is the following statement. Yugi's fucking chess master ass. You're going to lose in five turns, four turns, three turns, two turns. Like that shit is so annoying to me and it's like nails on a chalkboard and I can't fully describe to you why. It may be because I was so bad at playing against chess master. Uh, But that, that whole... Think I mean, I guess it is like winning through intimidation. I guess that's his strategy, but it just, I can't. You know what it is? If he was the
0: antagonist saying that, you would hate him and you would laugh yeah. at him when he failed, but he can't
1: fail because he's a protagonist. That's exactly it. He is being written as an antagonist. And part of that is, I mean. Of course it, he's going to win. He's Yugi. Right. And it's it's good in a way, I guess, that he's being written as an antagonist because he's sort of being like, oh, I have to like play sort of panic's game better than panic is playing it in order to win. Yeah, But it just, yeah, it didn't, it didn't work for me. I didn't like that at all. So there we go. And now it's time to uh, 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 uh,
0: uh, end the episode. Hey, you know why Maya is always wearing that club outfit?
1: Why? She saw panic at the disco. Oh my God. That is unacceptable. <laughs> that The show is over. We are, we are canceled. Good grief. Goodness gracious. Well, every week, uh, we like to have a card of the week. And uh, I, I've pulled it up here on my, my special little card of the week app. And I'm still laughing from last week about little D and ultimate lord of D. <laughs> that was easily, I think, one of our most liked things on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah, if you... If you enjoy enjoy dick jokes, uh, look at <laughs> welcome look at our to our podcast. From last week. <laughs> uh, well, this week's card of the week is a uh, four star monster card called Goblinberg. Sorry, what? Goblinberg. Like a city? Goblinberg. When this it's a warrior slash effect monster. When this card is normal summoned, you can special summon one level four or lower monster from your hand. Also, after that, change this card to defense position. And it's interesting; it's an attack four hundred and then defense zero card. And let me look up what this actually looks like. Goblinberg. <laughs> is that a like a
0: verb, like a past tense verb? Ah, uh, you just got goblin.
1: Got oh oh interesting. Goblinberg is a image not loading. Here we go. It. It's like a goblin in a biplane. Oh, that's cute. It's like it, it's like in Peanuts when Snoopy like li- is like the the ace pilot fighting the Red Baron. Like this is the Red Baron. I get it. It's a pun on Lindbergh. Oh my! It's Goblinberg. Oh, he's Jesus in a biplane. Uh, it's cute though. He's got like little little aviator goggles, and he's got his horn sticking up out of a helmet. That's kind of an adorable card. I, I like that.
0: Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't usually have like good names for cards, but that's actually a pretty good
1: kind of pun. I feel like I'm going to base my next D&D character on this. Sure. Make a little, That'd a little be goblin great, actually. Like, uh, aspiring pilot named Goblinburg. <laughs> Goblinburg. Wow. All right, well, there you have it. That's our card of the week. Next week, we're going to be talking about episode 16 of season one. And that episode is titled The Scars of Defeat. Until next time, uh, if you want to interact with us, uh, you can catch up with us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Yampod, Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, you can go to our website, Tyler.Games slash Y-A-M-P uh, or uh, Welcome to Town slash Y-A-M-P. I don't know why I keep bringing up that URL. It's just fun. Uh and its own
0: flavor.town, why would you not use it?
1: I know, I know, yeah, so uh and yeah, uh, hit us up uh, ask us questions if you have them. um thank you again for your patience with this late episode and my computer finally just finished uploading so or updating rather so I'll have this episode up later today. Anything else? Nope, okay uh, in the meantime, oblivion.
0: It's obliterate. Fuck.